Okay, welcome to Barrington Bomb Podcast, episode two, with your hosts, Corey and Diego Barrington. Hi, Diego. Hi. So today I'm going to start by reading from the book of Seneca, this book titled On the Shortness. (laughs) So today I'm going to read an excerpt from a book titled On the Shortness of Life by Seneca, written in the early 1900s. All the greatest blessings are a source of anxiety, and at no time is fortune less wisely trusted than when it is best. To maintain prosperity, there is need of other prosperity. And in behalf of the prayers that have turned out well, we must make still other prayers. For everything that comes to us from chance is unstable, and the higher it rises, the more liable it is to fall. Moreover, what is doomed to perish brings pleasure to no one. Very wretched, therefore, and not merely short, must the life of those who work hard to gain what they must work harder to keep. By great toil, they attain what they wish, and with anxiety hold what they have attained. Meanwhile, they take no account of time that will never more return. New engrossments take the place of the old. Hope leads to new hope, ambition to new ambition. Now I read that because I have a guest with us tonight, a very close friend, an amazing father, man, human, inventor, designer, person, black belt in jiu-jitsu, owner of his own company, a real-life Iron Man. He looks at metal as if it is as malleable as water. An incredible person. I'm super happy to have you here. My brother and senpai, Mr. Nick Albert. Nick, thank you for being here. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Diego. It's a pleasure. So I I grabbed that little excerpt because I've been reading this book a lot over and over. Like I said, it's only 42 pages long and it's deep. It's from the early 1900s. He hits on how much we regret the past and then worry about the future and miss all of the current present time that we have in our lives. And I've learned so much from you. I've learned patience. I've learned physical pain that you put me through in (laughs) jujitsu. We trained for years, four hours, five hours at a time. Then after training, we sit there for hours more to talk about it and see how it fits in on our lives. I met you three years before Diego was even born, before I was even married. Mm-hmm. And I saw you do jujitsu and it was as if you were a magician with secret lightning bolts in your hands, <laughs> just throwing people around. And it blew my mind. We trained for eight, nine years. Something yep. like that together. Yep. 
you know that's it when it gets to, it's a different phase now like we don't we got the kids I don't have four hours to give away on a Saturday but I I apply it in fatherhood in husbandhood yep in life mm-hmm. every day and you you were definitely someone I, I still look up to and respect for all the talent and skill you have in your mind that mind of yours hmm. uh, I'm glad you're here you're here in Austin with us I miss you you're in California but you'll be back soon um, long term goals so I figure Diego wrote a couple questions for you if you don't mind Diego would you like to read your first question yes how is it like to own a job how is it like to own a job how is it like to own a job that's clear enough yeah yeah all right sure so it is a job but you have freedom and you have to be able to discipline yourself if you want to achieve something and someone else isn't able to lead you there you have to direct yourself you have to find out where you need to go and keep yourself on that path you have to train yourself find out the right information test it ask people listen to them and appreciate what they say and then apply it and stick to it because it's going to get hard and when it gets hard you have to remember that you made a decision to go accomplish something and you got to stick to it so owning a job is great and it's hard because once you see your success you can you feel like you accomplished something and it's also that job that you choose you find out whether you like what you're doing or you don't like what you're doing and you have the freedom to make that choice The second question I have for you is, where were you born? Austin, Texas. Breckenridge Hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, when did you start doing jiu-jitsu? I started doing jiu-jitsu when, in January of 2005. And... I wanted to do martial arts since I was really young, but my parents wouldn't let me because they thought that my brother and I would hurt each other because we fought all the time. And what's funny is once my brother and I both took martial arts, we stopped fighting because we now appreciated each other more. We respected each other. We had some discipline and it hurt a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to put, we didn't want to punch each other because it hurt a lot more. It's that's uh, but I started in 
2005 in January. And I went to, I was going through a hard time in my life. And I knew that I was, I wasn't going, I wasn't making good decisions. I wasn't around very good people. And I knew I wanted to change that. I wanted to see, I wanted to commit to something good and stick with it and see how far I could go in it. I wanted to see how well I can do. I can accomplish something. So I found an amazing teacher Mm. and I kept going. I just showed up and I kept showing up even when it was hard and it made me better every single time. And I met amazing people like your dad and I got to test who I was from the strength that I had in my in my body to the strength in my mind and how strong I was in my spirit. And I became more capable than I ever imagined I could. The things that I was afraid of, I wasn't afraid of anymore. People in my life that I was afraid of, I wasn't afraid of anymore. And I learned how to deal with the hard things that come at me in a different way. And the last question I have for you is, um, how did you get to own your job? Like, how did you start that? Like, own a company? I had a job where I was working, because I'll read your question back. How did I come to own my company? Yeah. I decided that so many people kept asking me to do things and I knew how to do them and it was worth some money. So I said to my wife, would you want to own a company with me? And we start a company together and so many people are asking me to make things for them. Why don't I, why don't we make a company that we can now build things for people and eventually get to run this company and have freedom to be anywhere in the world and help people build things. And so that was, that's our dream. And now today we're accomplishing that dream. It's taken us five years and the help of a whole lot of people because you don't do anything great by yourself. So we, we've been working with other people and we've built up this company that we can now help other people get jobs, design very cool things for people and have fun doing it. So how did I come to own the company? Um, I had to make a decision that I was going to step out in faith that God was going to provide the jobs coming in and we were going to support them and he was going to help us design. It was going to be, we we're going to learn from the creator to create. And that's what we do. And it keeps up 
and we keep getting amazing projects and we keep running into amazing people that help us and it continues. That's awesome. And I think a big thing that I want Diego to know is when you began doing projects and someone asked you to build something, did you do everything correct and right the first time? Or did you actually make mistakes? And I know failure is a part of the process, but I want Diego to hear from you as you, he knows the cool things that you make. Someone gives you a design and an idea that they think, oh, this could be awesome. They have no concept of how it can be built. They don't know what you use to build it. They take this thought and Nick turns it into a real thing that you can hold. Tell them how mistakes are a big part of creating something. Every time that you try something, some part of it isn't perfect. Even if you do what looks to you like a perfect job, you're going to still find one little thing with it that you could do better. But you have to think of it like I could do this better and not think of it as there's something wrong. It's not about judging your work as wrong. It's about seeing the work and how it can be better or improved. So if you can see where something would fail, it's different. If I look at something that's going to be built, I want to see where it's going to fail and why. I want to answer the questions. What's in a design? When you design something, you see it working in your mind already. If I'm going to design a bike, I'm going to imagine someone riding that bike. I want to see them pedaling, steering, sitting on it. What's the bike look like? What is, how do the, how big are the wheels? What color is it? How does it work? Is it, are the handlebars huge? Is the seat really big and cushy? Or is it very lightweight and streamlined so you can race down fast uh, runs? you know, tight roads and tight turns, or are you going to be in the mountains? So every design that you come up with has a home. It has a purpose. And if you think about the purpose and work backwards, then you can come up with how to make it. If you're going to, okay, we're going to design a bike and it's going to go in the mountains, it's going to need big tires. It's going to need tires that have grip. It's going to be hitting a lot of bumps. We need to have really good shocks, a really strong frame, and good brakes so we can control it. Right? That's totally different than designing a bike for a three-year-old that's going to ride a bike for the first time. It doesn't need the same things. So if you think about how you're going to build something first on what it's going to do and work backwards... That's how you can work on creating it. And that's what I've been telling you. In your mind is this powerful, amazing thing called your imagination. That's how everything that you're touching and looking at and sitting on and sitting near 
and going to and driving in was somebody's idea. And most people think of something and say, that would be cool. That would be nice. But they're not willing to put in the work, the effort, the time, the struggle, the mistakes, the renditions, mm-hmm. the fixes, the tweaks, the critique, mm-hmm. constructive or not. The positivity can also be distracting because then you think, oh, yeah, I did good, but you're, you know, you get distracted. But the thing is, your mind is so powerful. Your imagination is the most. Close your eyes. I tell them this at night. I say, you want to see something cool? Close your eyes. Where do you Mm want to be? Mm -hmm. You want to go to the playground right now? Watch this. Close your eyes. Do you see the playground? Mm -hmm. Do you see the swing set? Do you see the car that you want to sit in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see it in full color because your imagination, your mind can create this whole world. But if you want to really make something, it takes effort. It takes patience and perseverance. And that's what Mr. Nick's telling you. When he's going to make something, he can't quit. He has to keep working at it and working at it and working at it and working at it. And most people want to just stop. And that's the difference between Nick and people like Nick, these ingenious inventors and designers that are willing to take the time to keep at it until it's done. If it was just about work, it would be a lot harder. But what it's really about is solving a problem. And if I can find the problem and I can find out how to solve it, then I'm just trying to solve it better every time. And when I solve one part of it, and then I solve another part of it, and I solve, and then I combine them together, that's when it gets exciting. Because you start seeing it work. And you use things that you know already work, and you build on top of it. Now here's the cool part, Diego. This is what we're talking about. You keep working at it and getting better. It's the same as jujitsu. Mr. Nick beat me up. Probably a thousand times. <laughs> but. And he beat me up equally as many times. <laughs> but I knew it was going to make me better. I knew if I go train with him and let him punch me and twist my arm and like lock I my did. wrist. Like I did. That's right. <laughs> and you train with our teacher. Do you remember training? Yeah. Tell us what you thought about jujitsu when you trained with us. Um. It was fun, mm-hmm. and um, I like did you get beat up? I don't remember. <laughs> that, <laughs> that means yes. Too. That means yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another. You know what your dad was talking about when you close your eyes? Yeah. Here's an. Here's something that takes that to the next level. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You want to try it? Sure. You with me? Okay, look at me in the eyes. Okay, sit up straight. Sit up straight. Okay, take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Now open up your ears and listen to every sound you can hear. You hear a sound, paint paint a picture in your mind of where that sound came from and what does it look like that made that sound. Where is it? Is it a squirrel running across the roof? 
Is it a car passing by? Is it someone downstairs? What do they look like? Or where? what direction are they walking? Did they put something down? Did they turn on the water? In your mind, in, imagine what's happening by listening the sound, to the sounds. What do you hear? Somebody. What are they doing? Okay. Keep going. Um, starting it. Okay. Good. What else? Um. Listen really hard. There's more than that. Starting to turn it on. Somebody spilled something. Good. So you, you can open your eyes. So use your senses and make your senses stronger. And don't just rely on what you see. But realize your hearing is strong and your sense of smell is strong. And all of your senses can help you be more aware of where you are and what's going on around you. And that will help you solve problems if you're trying to make something or you're just going through life and to, to be safer or to be more helpful, to be more considerate of others. If someone needs, some, needs something and you can help them, it helps you to not just be paying attention only to yourself. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I didn't know your ears can work that good. <laughs> you have supersonic ears. So, we've got a mega long history. We could probably talk for 10 years right now. But I thank you for coming out here. Thank you for taking time with Diego here. And I hope to see you here again very soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Hulk smash out. Bye.